clock, we on the clock, bring you sports nonstop. We on the clock, we on the clock, bring you sports nonstop. We on the clock, we on the clock. Yo, welcome to On the Clock Sports Podcast. I'm D Love, and I'm here with C215. We got EO, we got Jump, we got Jay Short, Shorty by Nature, and we got Mr. T. Toopy or AKA Walter White, depending on how you look at it or how many episodes that you've been checking in on On the Clock Sports Podcast. Um, first off, fellas, let me know how was your week going? Because I'm excited to get in what we got going on. I'll go over the list in a second, but first I want to see how everybody else is doing. Yo, how's everybody been doing so far? I'm doing great. Drinking this, Glad to be back. Drinking this hot coffee for the third week. <laughs> Saving money, living better, eating ramen. Oh, that was tea. Hey, be quiet. Don't tell podcast secrets. Because <laughs> one of y'all feet not touching the ground right now, sitting down. <laughs> no, my feet touch the ground. I'm literally on the ground. <laughs> I'm get. I'm destroying my liver for this podcast. <laughs> That's how oh, much. I, that's how oh, much. That's how much. That's how much I'm invested in this. <laughs> Watch your white. Look at me. Ready for that? I'm glad you're ready for that investment. So let's talk about the list that we got going on for this week. Bama rolls. Ohio State is saving the goat. Then we're going to talk about what is it going to take for the playoff expansion with the road from going from eight to possibly 14 teams, and also, do we completely cut out the cupcake? Teams that all these teams that all the top schools play pretty much. Who boys then we're going to do the NFC East, <laughs> NFC Mount Rushmore, uh, NFC East Mount Rushmore. Then the wild card recap, and then going into the divisional matchups and predictions. We're going to talk about the NFL changes that's been happening, coaches being fired, uh, possible quarterback changes, draft talk, all of that good stuff. Then we're going to also hit into some topics that are going to be a little controversial. Um, but it's what's going on in America, and we got to cover it a little bit. We got Belichick turning down the Medal of Freedom, uh, a firing of a coach making statements uh, against the uh, a Georgian uh, politician Stacey a- Abrams, uh, WNBA players making a stand on their votes, the NBA blockbuster trade that hit uh, the world uh, yesterday with uh, James Harden going to the Nets, and uh, last but not least, I will finish it out with the last shot. Um, for this week's uh, podcast, um, but and also let's go and and also don't for, don't forget the uh, technical files because I have a lot of technical files given out. Technical files. We'll have to add that in there right before the last shot because some people will be getting some technical files today. I Whoa! Can feel it. Is this real? I can feel it. I can feel it. What is real? Nick's, Nick Nick uh, Urban Meyer is going to Jaguars head coach. Yes, yeah, that is real. Wow. You can already pencil that in when we get to the draft talk. Wow. They're about, they're about, they're, they're about to go 0 and 20. <laughs> wow. So Come let's on, kick Nick it off. State of Florida. What's that? I said, and his career at college, Nick Saban never lost in the state of Florida. <laughs> so. So. With that being said, what did you guys think with Alabama rolling Ohio State and is Nick Saban the greatest of all time? Uh, yes and yes. Um, I made some money. 
Whoever took that bet, I would say that he was making that bet off uh, emotion. Because whenever he took over Ohio State or Alabama, they were awful, just absolutely awful. And then all of a sudden, he turned them around to become powerhouse championship again. I mean, honestly, like Ohio State's not Notre Dame. Notre Dame would have had a shot, but not Ohio State. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, I mean, the defense, Notre Dame had a better defense, way better than Ohio State. Well, Ohio State was committed to stop the run, and when the Alabama had a Heisman winner wide receiver, that didn't make sense to me. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even double team. You know. I well, mean, let, let, let me let me let, 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 let me listen. Let me play devil's advocate for the OH community. Uh, they had like twenty-seven people out on COVID. They, <laughs> they, 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 they only had ten days to prepare, you know, and all their good players was injured almost, and you know what I'm saying they couldn't make it. That's 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 their case. That's all I've been hearing. But we all it know. Sounds possible. On the Heisman winner. Well, Ohio. <coughs> first of all, they shouldn't have been in it for one. We all know that. So that was just <laughs> that, that was just a waste of everything. Ohio State. They so beat they beat Alabama the first time, and that's it. They ain't gonna ever beat Alabama again. <laughs> it's just not. Listen, only way. Listen, only way Alabama's gonna fall off is when they stop paying their players to come play for them. I'm I'm lying. Uh, my inside joke that I always have: whole team driving that, like whole team driving SUVs. Later, I'm gonna wait that 20 years later that there's gonna be some scandal that's gonna come back. Oh no 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 no! Because everybody they pay they pay players. That's why ain't gonna be no scandals. Well, they haven't, but they haven't got to they haven't got to that point of paying players exactly yet. They are close. Hey, they stop. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ask, ask Penn State at how they feel about those games. <laughs> hey, we're not going to do that. That made me cry. Don't don't talk about... Listen. Don't talk about... Listen. Don't talk about... God rest his soul, Joe Paterno. Let me talk about him. He, he did. He, hey, I ain't worried about Joe Paterno. He was not though, the problem. Even, even, even though he said that he should have did more or whatnot, the problem was his, his freaky little assistant that couldn't stop messing with little boy. And the president of the college. Listen, listen. Joe Paterno found out that he was playing. He was, he was a little booty pirate, and he told he told he told the college he did the right thing, and then whatever. He did. <laughs> Listen. Oh. Wait, I'm out. Never mind. <laughs> Let's get off the subject. <laughs> that made my butthole hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm, the only thing I can look uh, at it, I, I, I thought it was kind of confusing because as I was watching the game, I was like, I was like, so did it really just go to show like Alabama was really just that great? Because I was like, there's no way, in my opinion, I would think there's no way one guy should get 12 catches for 200 yards in the first half. <clears throat> let alone if that man had not even got hurt, this dude could have went off for maybe 250, maybe just, three. Just to y'all point that Notre Dame should have been in there instead of Ohio State, so they had no business being on the foot, the field. How many records y'all set that game? Uh, 
That game made it look like y'all was one of the best offices of teams of all time. The way I will definitely say that is I will say this if if any if anything, that was definitely Nick Saban's best offensive football team of all time. That's that's a fact. Uh as as far as best teams overall, that's so hard to judge because I, and I and I mean I've I've watched as much Alabama football as I can go, but if I look at his 14 year reign, I'd have to think one of the best Alabama teams that he had ever. I was getting ready to say the team that we when we beat LSU 21 nothing, I thought that was the greatest Alabama team of all time, in my opinion. Even better than the 2013 team that had Julio Jones and Mark Ingram on it. Uh, is that isn't that the one where they shut out LSU 21 nothing? No, that's the LSU one where they beat the Texas once Ah, nah, I'm not even going with that squad. I'm going with the team <laughs> LSU 21 nothing. LSU never even crossed the 50 yard line all game long. So, so just just to throw this out there. Can we talk about this for a second? That maybe the win against Clemson, Clemson was actually kind of a fluke, and that Ohio State really isn't as good as everybody thought they were after that Clemson game. Like, I'm still not convinced. I'm sorry. Like Justin Fields, good quarterback, solid college quarterback, balled out. You know, had a decent O line defense. I don't know. Their defense is all right, I guess too. But Clemson, I I don't know, man. Like. Then we need added- to find out what the excuses is for Clemson because Clemson on paper was coming in supposed to be the better team. Right. In Ohio State. So let me let me let me let me give you this scenario, D Love. Let me let me throw this out there out of something you and I mutually experienced. Okay, because I was thinking about this the other day. First off, it's Clemson, right? They uh they they're supposed to be on paper phenomenal football team, hands down should be able to hand it to Ohio State. Okay, but every team has every good team has a bad night. Every good team has a bad game. Every good player, Trevor Lawrence, he did not have a great night. So mix that with the fact that there was added um, uh, desire to beat them because of what Dabo said. Now think about our volleyball team this year and the one team that we should never have lost to that we lost to quite. Think about it. There was added there was added momentum for that team to beat us this year in volleyball because I'm their teacher at school and I'm the rival coach during sports. And okay. you told me when I was freaking out about it, you were the one that told me, Hey man, there's nothing you can do about it. They got in our girls' heads and they had added desire to beat you because you're their teacher and they want to rub it in your face. <laughs> I have put that. I equivocate that to what happened to Ohio State and Clemson. First off, it was a perfect storm of Trevor Lawrence not playing well. Clemson going in thinking they had it in the bag, which how many times did our volleyball team think that and we lost? <laughs> then, on top of that, then on top of that, you have this added momentum that Ohio State comes out in the field with. There was no real momentum for them to come out in the field other than, hey, we, we already beat them once in a national championship. Let's try to do it again. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was nothing that made it personal, in my opinion. I think hey. the the game was personal. That's all I. Can. Kevin, I'm gonna chime in one second. Walter White came in the pod. Let's give him a round of applause. He actually, he actually did that. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, yo. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, 
Uh, I think we could go on. I, okay, there's facts. There was an incentive that for Ohio State to beat Clemson. I will give you that 100% facts. Um, outside of Ohio State, just look. But the thing is, though, when you go to the national championship game, the thing that bothered me more and the more I think about it, I went back and watched those highlights, it just looked like Ohio State was more unprepared. And I will also say that I feel like someone had brought it to my attention that I think they also had a game plan with Sermon, you know, before he had gotten his collarbone, uh, collarbone. That's fair. That's fair. That yeah. I think they had a plan going in there and Master T came in and kind of had to try to fill that role. But if you kind of look at the way the game plan went for Ohio State, whatever was working for them in that first quarter and the first part of the second quarter, I felt like they kind of went away with it and put the game in Fields' hands, which I don't blame them because Fields is supposed to be that guy. But the thing that was weird for me was, like I said, I felt like they were unprepared and two Fields unraveled in that second quarter. And then he kind of like kind of found the switch again a little too late. Uh, but the thing about that bothered me with Fields was Fields didn't even see true uh, defensive line pressure until the fourth quarter. And I just thought it was kind of weird that he just wasn't at his at his top because, like I said, if I, like I, I said, if uh, if Ohio State if if, Clemson, if Ohio State had brought that game that they had against Clemson, I thought at first it was looking like how I thought it was going to be in that first quarter, but then obviously it gradually just turned into a whooping. Yeah, but Fields was injured too. We we don't know how yeah. hurt he was. I try to make excuses because Alabama was going to win regardless, but he just looked completely off. Yeah, I, I I was, but I I, I like to say it was, I was proud. Congrats, Joe. Played a great game. Go ahead, Daniel. An offensive. Go ahead, Daniel. Roll tide. Go ahead. <laughs> Roll tide all day, every day. Ain't gonna ever change. <laughs> yeah. This is a better team. Cause what Phil's record, like what twenty and two or something like that. Uh, yeah, I believe, I believe, yeah, he's only lost two games. And then another you know, thing about to hang my hat off the field is Fields could come back. He hasn't declared. I don't think I haven't heard anything. Mm-mm. So he could, he could come back. And, I think he should and, come back. And he could be the, basically, and, and he'll be the number, he'll be the number one next week. Next week. Because of the COVID. So I mean, basically everybody in America. Only, 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 I can't remember his name right now. Only this, this T got me anyway. Uh, your player from Alabama, the injured guy that came in for a couple plays. Why risk? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why risk it? Why, why risk it? Like you going pro? No, no. Why was declared? Yeah, like, well, like Waddle, you, 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 you going pro? Like don't, don't, don't risk it. So here's the thing for Waddle, and and so you can look at this two ways, and I'm gonna respect either opinion, whichever way you go. You can look at it two ways. The part that it shows is that he's a warrior. So you can look at that as dumb, and you can also look at it as committed. But then you can also look at the other side as saying, hey, buddy, just stay on the sideline and get ready for the draft or stay healthy, maybe potentially come back and improve your draft stock or just take your chances and go in that year. So I look at it two different ways. So I see the warrior in him, so I know that he's going to fight. So all teams saw that, and that's the thing. Like, if he's healthy, I want that dude on my team. On the back end, you can say, man, that kid's that's a dumb move. You're risking your chance in the NFL. Go get your money, young fella. I totally get it. So that's how I look at it. Honestly, he's either going to be probably early second round, which means he's still going to make pretty good money. I'd I'd argue that there's a third option too. 
Because remember, these kids aren't our age. They are literally kids. They're they're you know 20, 21, 22. and um, they're, they're caught up in the emotion of what is going on. Right? So put put yourself in their shoes. Like you're you've just gone through possibly two, three, maybe even four years of college. This is your senior night, last game. It's a national championship. You've been working your ass off for four years to get to this point as a senior, and or you know even a junior, and you know that you're thinking about declaring. But you're not thinking about that moment. You're not thinking about declaring because, one, I know that even if you do have confidence, there's still a chance you don't make it. How many people did we see that were that were projected to be drafted this past uh, draft? And they were sitting on the couch with everybody else at the end of the draft and had to wait for franchises to approach them, right? And so that could be going through his mind. And he could be thinking, man, I've been fighting with my boys. Like, I want to be on that field. So I think that goes into your your warrior argument a bit, but I also I'm thinking about it in in, in like warrior, kids are young. They're they're not thinking about their future. They're thinking about that moment and the glory that comes with being in, in a, involved in a national championship. You're bringing a tear to my eye, Tupitzo. <laughs> you, you making sense tonight? You making sense? <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> um, I respect I, it. I, I, I'm, I'm with it, and like, and I, and that's also, and, and and the biggest thing also that a lot of people, I, I think is, I don't know if it's a, I don't want to say it's a dying art, but a part of college football that is also that pride. When you play, when you put on that uniform and you play for that school, sometimes there's some of these players that feel that debt or indebted to those schools, and they're going to put on their pride no matter how hurt or whatever. I mean, heck, the fact of the moment that we even gave the center the chance to hike the ball with a torn ACL even though it's just a, you know, take a knee like that, that that's huge. That is, that is completely, completely huge to me. So I, I, I'm all, I see it pride. Like I said, I see the business side of it. I see the pride and I see the warrior mentalities that some of these players have and also trying to put themselves in a position so that way they can make, uh, you know, go and make their money, you know, because literally you, if you think about it, you're a play away from something crazy happening to you. Uh, depending on what happens. To back up your argument with that, like I think that uh, when you you're talking about you know having that college pride, even 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 if you have a successful career in the NFL or whatever you do, the, the player that comes to my mind when I think about that is Darren Sproles. You know, played for the Eagles and just retired. What was it last year after the so. season? And Darren Darren Sproles. I mean, I think it was a Kansas State University that he went to. Um, that man's name is like on their stadium in their like college hall of fame or whatever it is and the dude constantly talks about it like when you look at interviews we always uh, it got less that he, he progressed but I think when he retired I remember hearing a speech that he was given or something like that where he was talking about like you know I can't forget where I came from can't forget Kansas State and I think they even retired his number so you know there is that pride that you're talking about there and I think he's a perfect example of that that reminds me of when uh, we lost Super Bowl to uh, the Patriots when T.O. was injured with screws <laughs> in his knee. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, and the crazy thing about that, too, with the NFL pride of it, is you're asking a grown man, with grown men that, that make money, they could easily, which now we've kind of moved towards that league now, like if someone gets hurt early in the season, they're more likely to sit out. So that way they can have a chance of making money either elsewhere or making sure that they can get the guaranteed money and contracts. When you look at the contract guaranteed contracts back then, it's nothing like it is now. And no. so 
that is 100% absolutely true to go out there to play in the condition that he did. And if they had won that game, you know, you would have to have the possibility of giving that man the Super Bowl MVP for that game. For sure. So I'm I'm with that. And real quick, we've always expanded on it, and we always want to see what we want to see for college football in expansion. So tell me about, uh, like, how fast should we see the road to eight and then the road to 14 of doing a playoff like that? And, 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 and what I mean by doing a road to eight and road to 14, obviously, I know you're probably thinking, does that mean more games? Well, I'm saying, no, let's cut out some of these meaningless bowl games that we don't care about. We shorten the season a little bit. and Let's say instead of playing 12 games, we knock it to 10, and then you're getting into this playoff series and you go from there. Therefore, you're getting to your 13, 14 games that you would potentially play in to winning a national championship. So how, do you, how would you like to see that road going to eight wow. and getting to 14? They ain't gonna cut the season. Skip it. Personally, we need to just go straight to fourteen. You got your twelve conferences, and then you got your two at-large bids for the highest seeds that weren't conference champions. I mean, that's just the best way to do it because it seems like no matter what, a MAC team gets in there and then wrecks somebody that they're not even supposed to even be in a game with. I, I think that whatever you're going to do, uh, whether it's 8 or 14, this next season is the year to do it. And, and my argument for that is because you, this, this, this season was insane. It was crazy. We started late. We had teams that didn't play as many games. We had a team that had to be voted into the, uh, uh, you know, the playoff round because they didn't play enough games. Like, if you're going to do it, this year was crazy. So why not make all of these big changes up front? That way you get the craziness all over and done with it once, you know, why not make big changes after a crazy year as opposed to trying to draw it out over, you know, multiple years. I don't know. I think I, you guys probably know about this a whole lot better than I do, but that's my thought process. If they're going to go to eight, they need to do every power five conference champion is automatically in. Who's gonna make the, I, the question is who's gonna make the playoffs every year? Guaranteed. Well, so, well, we obviously know that the top well, let's just say for the sake of argument, we'll go with the top three teams. I, I would like to put Notre Dame in there. The only reason why I'm not gonna put Notre Dame as a clear cut four is because of how tough it is to get in that school and everyone else is going elsewhere. I think Notre Dame will linger around there and keep get, like they'll linger around there being in that top. And how, much harder, and how much harder it is to stay eligible while right. when you're there. Right. And so, for me, I'd have to say, obviously, L- uh, no, no, sorry, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson are obviously going to be the top two, those top three right there. I have a question. I, I have a question. When, it, when, 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 when is Boise State ever going to play for a national championship? <laughs> but they are, uh, they are 3-0 and in Fiesta Bowls. <clears throat> They've never lost. If, if they get to a fourteen playoff, I you I would not say you couldn't be surprised if they ever made it to one. They're not going they to make it to one. If they won, if they won their conference championship, they would. They'd be an they'd be an automatic. Well, listen, only, only listen. Only great thing about Boise State is they fail. Um, uh, they have a winning record all time, but I guess that doesn't matter either. It doesn't. Well, 
Here's another thing about that. That uh, here's another thing, though. We have to get rid of the committee, and you have to go by. You have to actually take the criteria of these games seriously, because the committee pretty much just puts in the schools that are getting the top recruits. Because why are they getting the top recruits? Because they're getting into the playoff. The same four teams are getting into the playoffs, and we're establishing who the top four teams are every single year. That's fine and cool for those four teams, but all the other teams aren't getting those recruits like they are. That, so, com- that committee is never going away, though. That committee is never going away. But they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You got to get rid of the committee and you got to go by strength of schedule, games you win, conference championships. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I agree with you, but. How many games, D Love, do we have to wait to Alabama play someone? Oh, what do you? So what do you? Not want? this okay, again. So I just want to know what do you want? <laughs> not this again. So what does it take? I mean, what does it take? Because I mean, I, let's like for the sake of argument, I'll play along. I will play along. Oh, uh, not you, this no, again. What do you, no, what do you want to see? Because I mean, like I, I don't know what you want to see. I'm having the flash. I'm having the. I'm having the flashback. I'm I'm having the flashback. When we had to wait, we had to wait till what week twelve for y'all to play some. Never mind. Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just want. No, I want to know what you want to see, though. You actually play a good like, team. I like the fourteen game thing, but my issue is it's not so much an issue for me, but I think it is for a lot of fans. And and I'll use West Virginia for <coughs> segments. When you talk about college basketball. It changes from season to season who's doing good and who gets in. So West Virginia can, can get in one year. And not get into the next. But I'll watch it knowing we have a chance to get into the 64. I'm going to be honest, I might make some West Virginia fans mad. We don't have a chance making the top 14. So, as a West Virginia fan, (laughs) I'm not fighting for a Is Why does any top school play a nobody to begin with? It's not just Alabama. It's everybody. Why waste that week at all? So I, I know I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm, I agree with you. I, I'm tired of because I'm tired of hearing the argument. Because like for example, because when Alabama actually rolls through the real teams, when we finally get to those real teams or whatever you want to consider real teams, when oh. they find, I, I don't mind if you want to take away the cupcake games because obviously we don't need to beat Panera Bread or you know a mom and pop store down the street. So here's my thing. So, but here's the and here's the opposite. It's the end of this though for these other schools that they play. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying I, I can disagree with it, but I get like these schools are getting money though to to play to recruit as well as just saying hey just come to our college just because look you get to play against Alabama or just the fact hey we're a school <laughs> we're we we're in the United States come to our college. I get and another get thing though, another thing to your argument about college basketball which one I agree with, that they should stay two or three years and then make college basketball more exciting. And college football and college basketball is all about money. Of course, they'll make more money in the playoff end. Yeah. So if I'm a fan of West Virginia or any other school that I know, because kids are definitely going to want national exposure, so they're definitely, you think it's bad now, they're definitely going to go to Alabama or Ohio State or Notre Dame or these top schools because they want national exposure. So do they make up money? Do they make up the money for the regular season? Knowing West Virginia is probably not going to make it. Are they going to lose that viewership? Are they going to make that money up 
from 14 games. What sports 14 games about about seven seven games, whatnot. I I um, think you are good. I I think you'll get your money because I think and hopefully it depends. And also here's the biggest thing that also depends on that, which is harder for certain schools to do this. This is one of the hardest things that you got to get for one of your schools. Can you get the head coach and the coach that can recruit? And can and you get enough to agree? You're going to have 30 teams that say, hey, this is a great idea because 30 teams every year have a shot. But it's not like college basketball. It's a much smaller, smaller range of teams that actually has a shot. Unlike college basketball, that could change from year to year. We see Kentucky no, going no. That's and my I, issue. It's getting into this 14 game as far as other teams, coaches, and anyone on the committee to do it. I think it would change because it's going to create a, it's going to create that sense of urgency again. I think it would create a sense of urgency that, that now you got teams that are actually have to battle and they actually have to win these games to get in. So then when you like get a random team that like Cincinnati for for a fact, Cincinnati should have been like Cincinnati will like won't have to have to have that argument about like well we should have been in when they probably should have been in because of the fact they played more games and it looked like this this Desmond Ritter kid is 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 no joke. I mean, they did almost single-handedly come away and beat Georgia, which, like, hands down, Georgia should have lost that game. That's another story for another day. I think it will create that sense of urgency that teams will have to – like, you have to win your conference championships. And like EO said, with the 12, was it 12 conferences or 10? There's 12 conferences. So with that, you have the sense of urgency that 12 teams have to win in order to get in. And then your two at-large schools, you just better hope you you did enough to hang around. And then at those two at-large schools you're looking at, you're probably looking at conference losers of one of the power five in, in, the, uh, in those games if you're looking at your two at-large teams. I just don't know if I ever have. Just 11 because they were including, like, the independent champion. But basically, I mean, Notre Dame was the independent. I mean, now they got, like, UMass and – University of New Mexico, and uh, those two teams don't mind, don't need to be there. Well, I mean, the most thing is this is what you do is, or you just get rid of independent schools and you just start linking up like Notre Dame did, link up with ACC. Or I'm not saying just the ACC, but let's put everyone in a conference so that way everybody is in a conference instead of this independent, like, well, they did good enough because here's the thing with Notre Dame, which I give them full props. If you look at their schedule every single year, I, they might have had one bad team on there, but every single team that they played, though, you at least knew what those schools were when they played them. So I will always give props for Notre Dame putting all those teams on the schedules instead of these contracts where we got to wait five years for you to meet up and say, oh, well, now Alabama is uh, – or, or Clemson <laughs> is getting out of this role or we're not watching them play Mercer or uh, but, South, South, South Burrito Western. The other, you know. the other thing about Notre Dame was – Almost every game that they played every year was for a trophy. Almost and, and every another, game they played was for a trophy. Another thing, like I, I honestly think that you should penalize teams for taking easy wins. So West Virginia basketball just lost to Texas, who was ranked number two. They lost by last second three. Instead of going down a ranking, we went up because of the competition. So do you take in consideration not only the strength of schedule – but how close scores are to good teams. Like if if, Al if Ohio State loses to Alabama by three points, should they really be penalized to drop down because they lost by three points only? But yet someone who played a no-name team won by 20 and they jumped them? I don't know. No, and I mean, no. and, and it, it goes back to when we had the BCS era 
And like I said, the, the whole controversy of the two-team championship, and as I go by it, it's biased for me, but I remember it because it was one of the biggest moments was LSU and the Alabama Conference Championship. One and two went against each other. Alabama lost, and they literally just flip-flopped, and then it was a rematch again of that national championship because it literally was a three-point loss. So I I completely see where you're coming with that at the easy game. Yeah, pretty much all of the top ten teams, definitely the top four, get rid of the cupcakes, go out and play these marquee games. I, even if it is at away or the mutual sites, at least you're playing the mutual. Because like, I remember in some of the years Alabama would go out and we played USC or we played Virginia Tech. And when they were kind of had some relevance to their name, they were kind of ranked teams. That was fine. And, and you could say, I could say I could actually say, you know what, I think Alabama's going to be just fine. But when you're going out and beating Mercer and all that stuff, I'm like, I actually got to say, well, I got to wait till we get to Texas A&M or Georgia or Florida or LSU, you know. So, damn, what happened to Virginia Tech? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, no, I'm being, for, I'm being for real. What happened to them? They've them, gone through them, coach after coach after coach. Them in Maryland, what happened to them? Even Miami. Yeah, Miami too. Louisville too. <laughs> Lamar left. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar. Jeez. Got me thinking now. You said Virginia Tech. I'm like, man, they, you know, whatever. Like well, I said, then, the last good quarterback Virginia Tech had is now a tight end in the NFL. And, and and I'm just saying, and if you look at and let's look at all, let's look at all the conferences and break down real quick before we move to the next topic. But if you break down all the conferences, I know everyone's trying to give the nod that the SEC <coughs> is the best. It's it's I don't want to say that it is the best. I'm not going to agree with that. There's like three teams that are above the rest, and then it's just the rest of the SEC. And then if you go and look at the Big Ten, it's literally like one team, and then the rest of the Big Ten. You go and look at the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve to me is kind of like it was Oklahoma for a while. Maybe Texas is going to get in that mix. Sometimes you think West Virginia is there, and then something else happens. So Big Twelve is kind of like right now. We'll say right yeah, now we'll, say it, well. we'll say it belongs. We'll say it belongs to Oklahoma right now, just for the sake of argument. And then you look at the and you look at the Pac twelve. I don't even know who owns the Pac twelve because it's like a different team every single year. It's not the USC of old. It's not Oregon like it used to be. You got Washington running the muck in it. Like I don't know. Like I mean, it's the point where Arizona State can be the best team in that in that conference. I'm like, who? When does State exactly? Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, because you and you look at these conferences, and like we look at, and then the Clemson and the ACC. Clearly, nobody even is close to Clemson and the ACC. I mean, I don't know. It, it's I, I'm 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 done with the let's stop playing Panera Bread. And let's go out here and play these big-time teams and actually prove or learn about your team to see, are we really ready, or is this game going to learn from it to make us ready for down the road? So this is my, like, fancy thinking when it comes to all sports. You remember, I don't know what year it was that Madden came out, and you had your pro, all pro, yada, yada. But then you had a skill adjuster. So basically it adjusted from game to game. If you just put, like – the top 10 teams in one bracket, they play each other. If you're number 10 and you lose, you get bumped down to the second bracket and so forth. That would be amazing to me. I would enjoy it. It makes you think of when West Virginia was in the Big East basketball. That was awesome to watch. And we went to Big 12 football and basketball. 
it sucked for the first three years because we did not belong with that group. It took us three or four years to actually improve and actually belong. But at the start, it was awful to watch us play in that division. That's a I, I would think of the thing. I really thought that would be a bracket system and having your top teams playing each other and then you know the next bracket down and then working your way as a team. Like let's say West Virginia does pull together and they somehow put together an amazing football team that can go against Alabama. Over the years, they'll work they'll way their way up the bracket as they grow. The problem with that is you've got so many different standards for schools and uh, you know the SEC and the the Big 12 and Big 10, like it's all over the place. You'd have to do a complete restructuring, which is what I feel like they're trying to avoid doing. And that's a fantasy thing. But even if, let's say West Virginia's in a fifth bracket, like they're like number 41 through 50 best teams. At least if they play in that that bracket, it's going to be good games and talent level close. So it's going to be awesome games every single time you watch it. Imagine Alabama playing LSU, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson every week. Like, I would want to watch it. I don't want to watch Alabama play a fourth tier. I don't. I don't want to watch Alabama play West Virginia. <laughs> I love West Virginia sports, but I'm not delusional. That would be like that would be like that video that Daniel showed me yesterday with uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> If they play West Virginia, that's how that that's how that game will go. <laughs> and I right. definitely don't want to see that. Oh. Virginia did play Alabama. They did hang into that game. They did. With uh, Kevin White and Skylar Howard. And at I that mean, point, we deserve to be at the top tier. But that's yeah, been that, a long time. I think the best team that we've had, though, is the Will Greer, David Stills era. So do you think – Guidelines should be in place for recruiting because Alabama picks, like they got their backups is still better than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> like usually, the statement has been for the past several years that Alabama could get a Cleveland and beat the Browns. I'm just saying because <laughs> Alabama backups is still great, so it's like you're not missing a step. But hey, uh, yeah, like. Alabama running backs don't really prosper in the NFL. I mean, Derrick Henry is the exception. Huh? They got like they got like four what? running backs in the NFL right now. Alabama Mark Andrew and Derrick Henry. I mean, what happened to T T J Yeldon? No, no, Alabama, Alabama. If I'm not mistaken, and that T got me, that Tuesday T got me nice. <laughs> Alabama got like four or five running backs in the NFL right now. I think Josh Jacobs. If I'm not mistaken, they got a couple running backs. If I'm not mistaken. Up until late, the Alabama running backs haven't done anything since the Ingram, Jacobs, Henry. Alabama does have – they actually have a football name. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm just (laughs) – I, I, I will say to this, like some of them haven't – I will put this, some of them haven't panned out because we used to run our running backs into the ground, like a.k.a. Eddie Lacy, uh, T.J. Yeldon, um, Bo Scarborough. We ran those dudes next, down. But, if, but if, you look, if, if you look at the way that our running backs are structured now, they're uh, – Derek Henry is probably the last bell cow that we had. But if you look at Alabama running backs now, 
we do a shared system like similar to the Patriots where we run in two or three different guys and they're not as beat up going into the NFL and they're showing that they are very talented to that degree as far as how they are. But the earlier running backs, they went through a lot because, you know, back then, which is not as crazy, it's not that long ago, but back then, you know, our running backs got 30, almost 25, 30 carries a game. Um, that but was mixed offense was the, the ground and pound. It was. Ground and pound and have great defense. Uh, with that being said, talking about the best, let's move to the NFC East Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, sorry. And, EL, what team are we starting with first? I'm going to go sleep. What do you guys think? Be on there. Which team did you say first? Dallas, unfortunately. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to lie to you. Dallas has a lot of great players. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the list of, you know, their best 50. Number one is Roger Stallback, and number two is Troy Aikman. I would say it, I would say Roger Staubach has definitely got to be one on there, and I have to go with uh, Emmitt Smith. If Emmitt, uh, Emmitt I'm about Smith to say Emmitt, Emmitt Smith and, 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 and Cocaine Michael Irvin. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Eo. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I gotta go with. I got to go. I got to I can't. I can't. I can't. My Oh my god. I like a like a Oh shit. Oh. <laughs> Yo, okay. Oh my god. Hey, hey two pizzas, stop it. <laughs> you made me cry, yo. Oh, you made me cry. Bro, I'm sweating. I wasn't even okay. looking at the screen just now. You gotta relax. Oh, Okay, um, yeah, so Robert, uh, so Starback is, uh, I'd have to say, is definitely one. Um, I have to say, Emerson would definitely be number two. Uh, I can kind of agree with Steve going with uh, Michael Irving, uh, but uh, then it comes down to that fourth spot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, who? Whoa, Deion Sanders, though. Prom time? Wait, I thought he was originally a Falcon, though. He, wasn't yeah, really he was, but he made his bones on Cowboys, though. Ah, but there are also some other players, though, because, like, I would have to think. You you have to think about it. Yeah, who, 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 all right, so, so, so who, who you can go? Troy, uh, Troy Aikman. You can go Troy Aikman. Yeah. 
You yeah, can, like you, you said, that 1999 oh, team or whatever it was. Oh, oh, over oh, over Deion Sanders? I'm sorry, but the fact is Deion Sanders was originally a Falcon, and, yeah, he made his name partially playing with the Cowboys, but he's not an original Cowboy. Hey, we don't talk about Hosher Walker at all. We don't talk about Hosher Walker at all. As <laughs> long as Hoshi um, Walker don't make this Mount Rushmore list, then well, I'm not. Why did he go to the Cowboys late or something? No, when he is. No, we ain't get into Osher Walker. We ain't get into Osher okay. Walker. So we agree with Roger Stahl back then. I agree with that. Over Dion, we we ain't gonna put Dion in there. I can't. He's oh, not an original Cowboy. I mean, you can put. Oh, you're killing me right now. A lot now. of other players that played mostly with the Cowboys that you put over Dion. So, boy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dion would make the Atlanta Rushmore, no doubt, but we're not even to the South yet. But, I mean, yeah, Roger Salbeck, Emmett Smith, and then oh, Michael Smith. Irvin. Mm -mm -mm. Jason Ah. <laughs> You know, y'all want to bring up Todd Heap and not Jason Witten. It's going to be if, – if we're going to do that, it's between Troy Aikman and Jason Witten on that. So – I'd rather put – So, so, Des Bryant don't get an honorable mention? For what? He ran one route. <laughs> I'm not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So I, that's what I think it comes down to. You go with, uh, like I said, Troy, or uh, I say Troy or Jason, and I'm gonna go with Troy. Yo, y'all not putting Dion primetime. Dion, listen, when he gets to the Falcons, primetime. Dion Sanders is Falcon for life. He will get there. He will have yeah. it oh. easy. That's not disrespecting him, bro. He came over as a free agent. So you're gonna tell me then we're gonna take Brett Favre and put him on the all-time Vikings? That's a good point. Plus, I mean, in the Hall of Fame, he is a Falcon first. Griff Hart didn't play good for the Vikings. He, got, he almost got to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Are we going to do that? Or, or no, I, I'm sorry. Or, like, or we're going to put, I mean, uh, are we going to say Khalil Mack? Are we going to say Khalil Mack is a Hall of Famer for the Bears, but he was originally with the Raiders? Was he good with, that, the, was he good with the Raiders? He, he, was the, he was the only guy that was getting sacks. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. I'm just, I'm just saying. Fair point. All That's right, so we're going with Troy. All righty. We got our four. Roger Stallback, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you didn't say Romo. <laughs> So we, we, we would have had be on the Mount Rushmore for all time injuries. So so we got Emma right. so we, we got Emma Smith, Michael Irvin, Stallback, and who else? Aikman. Aikman. Troy Aikman. Damn. Alright. Let's move on to the G Man. Who? The Giants. Who? He said, Oh my god. <laughs> the other team in the NFC East that wears blue. <laughs> uh, 
I would say Lawrence Taylor has to be a shoe in. Michael Strahan, and I can't think about anybody else. I can't think about anybody else. Michael Strahan. And Michael Strahan and Lawrence Taylor definitely the two. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> what about the I mean, football related? We can say <laughs> Lawrence Taylor, but go ahead. That's too early. <laughs> she has too really early. Yeah, but we're trying we're to say on this. I'm surprised you didn't say Eli Manning only because he beat Tom Brady. Well, I mean, I, I was going to bring up maybe an argument for Eli Manning because he did win two Super Bowl MVPs. And he, he, was, he was the head of that franchise for so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I could put Eli on there. All right. So then I guess that comes down to who would be number four. Uh, 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 um, let me think about it. I would say Sam Huff. Tiki Barber? He was he was pretty big time. Daniel, we lost yeah. you. Daniel, where you uh Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I mean I would either go with Tiki Barber or Sam Huff. I mean Sam Huff Hall of Famer. And he's the only retired number at West Virginia University. Yeah, because I, I really don't I, I really don't remember uh Phil Sims. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna have to vote Tiki Barber. I'm not up on my Giants like that because they trash. I'm not. I'm not up on the Giants either, which is kind of embarrassing for me because I, I mean, I, be, I feel like they're. Really I think they're a defense side. I, I know they're very deep. They're known for yeah, defense. That's a lot what I'm saying. Yeah, why Michael Strahan and Lawrence Taylor made that list, and then we had to put Eli in there because like well, yeah, we're the yeah, he was the face of the franchise for like 15 years. Right. And he so beat the goat. My question is: If you don't put Eli in, who would you put in? You got to you, you got to put Eli. Eli, Eli exactly. In. You got to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't think. I can't think, I think of no other giant. I can go with the last pick, either being Tiki Barber or Sam Huff. Tiki I Barber. Yeah, I got Tiki that. Barber. I'll go Tiki. I mean, I don't have a preference. I, I, I don't know my Giants well enough. Listen, the only thing I remember about the Giants is when this late game, right? The Eagles was down by like 40. I'm exaggerating. Michael Vick, amazing game, right? The coach of the Giants said, don't kick the ball to Sean Jackson. He kicked the ball to Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun Jackson caught that ball. He dropped yeah, it. He did. Picked it up. Picked it up. And touchdown. I lost my voice and I this horse for like two weeks straight. But whatever. It's one thing I can't remember about the Giants. But one thing about Tiki Barber that they would mention is he was one of the few running back that whenever he was running the ball, <coughs> he'd look up at the big screen to see how close there was to it. This is how bad I, mean, I, I am about the Giants. I don't even know any running back besides, well, now, besides Tiki Barber. <clears throat> oh, I could name some of the running backs that the Giants have had. Who? Uh, so, one of my favorite ones, well, he didn't last very long, but one of my favorites that they used to have, Brandon, Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Uh, he was one of my favorites. I also like Bradshaw. He was on the school teams. 
I'm sorry, Giants fans. I'm not up on the Giants. The G, the G, the G <laughs> men. I, I know that they were just a great known for great defensive players throughout. History. I agree. Who 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 was that quarterback? One oh, Eli was. Well, Michael Strahan won his Super Bowl. It was Eli, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we gotta put Eli in there. Yeah. Eighteen loss. We gotta put Eli in there. All right. Let's move on to yeah. To who? Philadelphia. Ooh. That's not my team no more. That's not my team. <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, Brian Hawkins, yes. Will B. McCain be on there? I'm, I'm not putting Willie Beeman on there. Willie Beeman? What, Brian Dawkins? Reggie White. Right, Reggie White. Brian Reggie Dawkins. Reggie White was a Packer, and he's already on the Packers wall. Yo, Reggie it's White. Re Reggie White is was eagle for life. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Even though he's in the Packers Ring of Honor and not Phillies. Any Reggie White. Anyway. <laughs> uh Westbrook. Uh, Randall Cunningham. See, I'm not, oh, fuck, F this. We had, uh, what's his name? The Viking. Uh, Is McNabb not on this Wait, list? stop, 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 no. stop, 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 stop. What? We, we had, uh, what is the Viking? Chris Carter. Oh, yeah. Chris Carter was the Eagle first. Was he not? Yeah, but... Was he Eagle first? Was he Eagle first? I'm not Eagle fan no more, so I'm staying out of it. Never mind. Go ahead. How does Doc McNabb get a mention? Because he threw up Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. And I put Mark Wahlberg on there before I put McNabb. Look. Wow. Yo, David, does Brian Dawkins? Get whoa, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah but okay. Nick Nick Foles automatically. Wait, wait, wait. Nick Foles gotta be on there. I don't care what nobody says. Nick Foles. I'm out. Something McNabb did. I'm out of it. I'm out of it now. I'm out. I'm out of it now. And all realistically, right? I have um. McNabb is not going on there. So I have Brian Dawkins. Okay. Right. I got Westbrook. Brian right. Dawkins and Westbrook. I got Randall. Right. I got Randall Cunningham. Yeah. And, and Jeremiah Trier. Trotter. Okay. Cunningham over McNabb. Dollar. What? This year's no. Wait. Stop. Wait. Stop. What has he done for me? What has he done for me besides throw up? What? Okay. One what? What did Randall do? Same thing as McNabb. Nothing. Did, did Randall go to a Super Bowl? I'll wait. Yeah, it don't matter. I'll wait. Did he win it though? Uh, uh, yeah, you're did right. he win you're it? Right. It don't matter. I'm I'll not. Wait. I'm not. Nick I'll Foles wait. over McNabb. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Did he not? I was at your he house. Did. But I'm just saying that the fact that you put in Randall caught whatever. It's just. Oh, pause. Randall. Randall it's your squad. You said no. No, 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 no,
I got random camera. You got random camera. Two. You guys discuss the other two. <laughs> Steven, speak your mind, yo. Speak your, your mind, Daniel. Why? Why is McNabb should be on there? The fact that you're trying to put Randall Cunningham on there, right. which he didn't even get to the Super Bowl, and then where McNabb at least got the Super Bowl, almost won the Super Bowl. We put wait, like, wait, shout out. We put wait, 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 wait. We put cheating. Randy, um, 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 Jerry Rice on, on, on Mount Rushmore. We haven't got to the 49ers yet, but yeah, he's going to be on that. Exactly. Team. He's a cheater. He has stick him on his, on, on his gloves. Oh my gosh. Uh, what player wasn't using stick him back in that day? He was. I'll wait. He was. I'll wait. But he was cheating. But there was other That's that, cheating. Other that used stick him too. That's cheating. I can't put him. I, listen, you're not getting my vote. You're not getting my vote. Oh. <laughs> But he's that's all right. We got four other people. He'll get on that list. He's not better than Randy Moss. I'm, sta I'm standing my ground. Caillou is missing. Where'd Caillou go? <laughs> oh, there you go. Hold up. So who yeah, are the two? Ryan Westbrook <laughs> and, and uh, Brian Dawkins are the two that we've voted on for sure. I'm not – listen, I'm staying out of this. I'm not an Eagles fan no more, so go ahead. I, 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 I'm just I'm, – I'm kind of, like, shocked by it, but you go ahead and put on your – No, I'm not an Eagles fan no more. I'm out of it. So my my problem, D-Love, with Brian – or with uh, McNabb. McNabb, he was a prolific player, but once he got his first knee injury and then his second knee injury, I mean, his talent – Let's – nah, I can't do it. Go ahead. Andy Reid kept him because – he was still a good franchise quarterback, and he had loyalty to him. But McNabb could not finish games. We made the playoff for what? Like, I think it was 10 years out of uh, Andy Reid's tenure there, and we always lost in the first round of playoffs, except for the time we went to the Super Bowl. And then we got crushed. Mm. Wasn't he the quarterback Pre that took preach. him to the uh, preach. game against uh, preach. Cardinals? Preach. McNabb ain't getting my. Would you put Fletcher? Wait, stop, stop, stop. I will put David Akers on there before I put McNabb on there. If I was an Eagles fan. If I was an Eagles fan. If I was an Eagles fan. That was literally going to be my suggestion, as I was going to say David Akers, because he's one of the most renowned. I will put Ryan Jaworski on there before I put McNabb. What about Chuck Bednecker? Got an NCAA award named after him. I will put. Bobby Boucher on there before I pick me that. How about Bud Fudlocker? Anybody but Willie Beeman. <sighs> but y'all vote whoever y'all want to. I'm not an Eagles fan anymore. I'm not an Eagles fan anymore, so go ahead, vote. All right, Stephen, who would you put third? I mean, we've talked about Acres. I brought up uh, Chuck Benocker, who's got that you know NCAA award named after him. We put Carmichael on there, wide receiver. I'm not an Eagles fan. Let me be quiet. Go ahead. Yeah, he's not an Eagles. I, 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 uh, I like the David Akers pick. I, I also like Deuce Staley. Or do you want to put Darren Sproles on there? Well, I feel like Darren Sproles and Fletcher Fletcher Cox are in that that realm of in a few years we could put them on there. But like you said with Saquon Barkley, I still feel like maybe it's too early. Darren Sproles. Well, I mean, Darren Sproles isn't playing anymore. So he's, I, he's, I, I love Darren Sproles. Me. I love Darren Sproles. I do too. But I don't know if he was actually a Philadelphia Eagle long enough. 
He did spend a lot of time in Saints. How about to say that? Wasn't he in Saint first? Then he came yeah. over. And I'm pretty sure he was uh, I think he started in San Diego first. Yeah. And then he went to Saints and Saint. then to the Eagles. So <clears throat> Let's put McNabb on there so Daniel can stop having a little. No, no. Listen, this ain't. I, I'm not even. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not even. No, McNabb. We, 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 we will put Willie Beeman in there. All of you, all of you have argued your points to get him off the list. I'm clearly outvoted, so McNabb is off. No, he's I'm on, okay he, with it. He's on it's there. It's not my Rushmore. He's on there. It's he's not on my there. Rushmore. Hashtag is not my Rushmore. <laughs> he said hashtag. Hashtag is not my Rushmore. We still gotta come up with two more players. <laughs> I mean, we did. Three. We got we got we got Westbrook. We got Westbrook. We got Westbrook. We got Acres. Dawkins. Dawkins. So one more. No, we one more. Me, man. Who's your last? Me, me. The one I said was Deuce Daly. Nah. Deuce Whatever, Deuce Daly. No, 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 no. I gotta put Jeremiah Tryon on there before I put Deuce Daly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I mean, I can agree with that. Jeremiah Trotter. Hey, Jeremiah yeah, Trotter got going there. That's probably the most disputed Mount Rushmore we've had. Or, or, or we could put the Sean Jackson, but, uh, but I'm not going to do it. It's done. Who are we going, who, who, who are we going to next? He said Philly's locked in. We're doing the Redskins with the football team next. <laughs> Yo, uh, Clinton Portis. Well, We're going to Redskins. We're going to Redskins? Yeah. Clint Porter's going to get honorable mention. <laughs> I, I maybe, but he was a he was a Bronco first. So that's a maybe. That's yeah, a maybe. but I said I said honorable mention. But he was traded. I mean, they, they traded D'Angelo Hall for him, so I mean that kind of. I said honorable mention. Okay. Daryl Green's definitely got my vote. Well, on the list, he is definitely the number one Redskin of all time. So I can see Daryl Green. Uh, number two, they got uh, Slinging Sammy Ball, quarterback from way back when. <laughs> he also played yeah. safety, kicker, and punter. Yeah, and he was—he was, he was <laughs> not only that. He—he was—he was a, he was a NFL passing. Interception and punting champion. <laughs> yeah, all the same year. Oh my goodness, that's wild. Plus, like when NFL Network did like top ten gunslingers, he was number two. So, who, uh, who, so who, who? This is this is your team, EO. Who you got in I there? Know. So, who, who you got in there? Definitely, definitely have to have Daryl Green. Who else? Plus he, was part, plus, he was part of the fun bunch. I mean, okay. Who, who else? Who, who else? <laughs> oh, man. I, Art Monk. Art no. Monk's got to be on there. You got yeah. – how about – uh, what is his name? Uh, LeVar Allington. Who? LeVar Allington? Yeah. How about LeVar? No. You said no? no. What? No. $100 million. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Listen, if you don't put him on, listen, wait, stop, 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 stop. If you don't put him on there, you have to put four other people that been, before you even born was on there. So who we put, all right, go ahead. It's your, it's your team, go ahead. I'm going to be quiet. Uh, Daryl Green. I mean, I got an argument for Santana Moss. 
He was the Cowboy Slayer. What? Really? Yeah, that that franchise, the Santana Moss makes your list. Wow. Yo, yeah, no, Santana. Listen, if Santana Moss makes your team, <laughs> McNabb has to go on there. How about right, that? <laughs> for, uh, Sean Taylor. No, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, I, I know. I get he could have been great. I get he, he played with twenty four though. Like that's not enough time to prove you're the all time. I'd put the Diesel on there though. He's on the list. I put John Pickett on there. Wow, oh, this is rough, man. <laughs> I have the Washington football team's easier list. I don't know. Not for a fan, it's not. But, I mean, I'd put Daryl Green. I'd put John Riggins. Ooh. I mean. Because, I mean, you can put a whole bunch of linemen on there that were in the Hogs. Or all except for Joe Jacoby. He's the only one that's in there. robbery list, Albert Hainsworth. Guys, stole your money. Yeah, they couldn't even pass the physical. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'd put Doug Williams on there, you know, the first African-American to start a Super Bowl and win the MVP. It's a little better. Getting somewhere. Uh, uh, what about uh, 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 Thysman? Thysman won the Super Bowl was an MVP, but so was Mark Griffin. Mark Griffin was 91. Thysman, I think, was 87. And Doug Williams was like 85. <clears throat> I mean, I'll go with Daryl Green, Sammy Ball, John Riggins, and our mode. Okay. I think those are my I, four. No, I would say. I would agree. I, I have no problem with that list. I'm I'm with it. I mean the only people I would trade out would be Art Monk for Heisman, but Art Monk was you know, he went in the Hall of Fame the same year Daryl Green went in. And he had to deliver the trophy to the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, so state state the top four again for your Mount Rushmore for the the Redskins: Sammy Ball, Daryl Green, Art Monk, and John Riggins. Oh, okay. I respect All that right. list. Now for I the football team, Chase Young. <laughs> what? Who's your top four players? Actually, I, I want to know. Their top know. four. Brandon if you want to ask people, Alex Smith would be up there. How about your list then? My list, Chase Young, Terry McLaren, Logan Thomas, and I'm going to say Kerrigan just because I've been a Kerrigan fan since he got drafted in 2011. Cool. He was the second Redskin jersey I ever had. And I still have it. 
Actually, the second football jersey I ever had by Hunter Morris. Got a Carl Joseph jersey and then I got rid of him. <laughs> All right. All right, now we got our okay. NFC East Rushmore set. <laughs> so, EO, I know you wrote down our recaps, our picks. Uh, can you run through who was right and who was wrong about the picks that we made about the wild card weekend, which it was indeed a wild card weekend? Well, I mean, I think only two people picked the Browns or Pittsburgh. <laughs> Big Ben sucks the last two months. He needs to go. Hang it up. Yeah. He's got to hang it up. Big Ben got to hang it up. And we made only two people pick the Ravens over the Titans. Just shocked that that happened. Wait, I was the only one that picked the Ravens? No, there were two people. Oh, okay. I was about to say. I picked the Ravens. Okay. Lamar. Yeah. Let Lamar play yeah. his game. Four people picked the Bills. Uh, Seattle. Three picked Seattle. Two picked the Rams. I was one of the ones that picked the Rams. And, I mean, it's pretty much – there was no unanimous decision on any game. Hmm. But I know that uh, – he had the worst record with like two and four. Well, uh, was was anyone surprised? So outside of maybe the Cleveland and Pittsburgh game, was anyone kind of surprised at what happened? No, I was surprised. Raven, I, 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 I knew Philip. I knew Philip Rivers was going to lose because it's Philip Rivers. So I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised that game was as close as it was. Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was impressed. I'm glad that uh, that Lamar Jackson was able to finally get a playoff win. But I'm not like I wasn't worried for him because, like, like the crazy part is he's only 24 years old. Like he's got. Yeah, plenty of yeah. Huh? Why are we looking at your chin? Uh, it's just uh, I'm trying to charge my phone the way it is, and it's like awkward right now. That's why. Okay. Yeah, I can see if your nose. Only problem, only problem, but, only problem I have for this Sunday game that the Saints is a three point five favorite against Tampa Bay, and they destroyed them every time they played them. I think well, it, you know, I think it should. I think it should be higher. So especially considering against Tom Brady specifically, the Saints. I think uh, Drew Brees is what it's six to two. He's won six games to to Brady's two every time they've played together. That's why I'm I'm a little. Dis- I feel like the Saints are being disrespected by only being in three point five favorite. But I mean, it's also throughout history, there are very few teams that actually beat. The same team three times in the season. Yo, um, Drew Brees is the GOAT, EO. I don't care what anybody has to say. Remember uh, season one of my cast? I think I was a guest on, and she was uh, <laughs> when the, that Saints team lost. I'm with you on this. I just I just remember you playing a, a particular song you were super excited to play. Me? He doesn't even remember he owes me B-dubs. I don't remember that. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Listen. I don't. Listen. I don't. I don't remember what happened last week. I don't remember. Scott Honor. Scott Honor. I don't remember. Um, so, Dila, which game do you think was your favorite game to watch last um, weekend? The Rams, obviously. Uh, the, I mean, the Rams was a that was a great win to have to, to pull that off and to beat Seattle. Because honestly, I didn't see that coming. I thought that uh, Russell Wilson and them were going to handle their business and uh, get it done. But the Rams' defense, uh, as time and before has been spectacular. So I think we truly do have a super bold defense, but the offense is the only thing that concerns me, especially when we're getting ready to go against, the, obviously, the matchup coming up this week, going against the Packers, which are able to put up points pretty much almost at will. Hey, D-Love, ask me that same question. Yeah, he the big point in that game is not really Packers offense against the Rams defense. I think it's more – about the Rams offense against the Packer defense. Hey, Daniel, ask me that same question that he asked you. About what? Your favorite uh, playoff, whatever, your, this past Your weekend. favorite playoff. So what was, your, what was your favorite playoff game? I'm glad you asked. It was the football team versus Tampa Bay. <laughs> Mr. I want Tom Brady. I want Tom Brady. He got Tom Brady. Then what happened to him? That's my favorite. Favorite moment. I mean, with that game, that was pretty cool to see. You know, Heineke got injured, came back, threw a touchdown pass again. I mean, Heineke kept us in the game. Yeah, but what? Uh, it wasn't the man screaming for Tom Brady. Uh, I don't. I have to say, hands down, I was impressed with that play, and that dude has definitely bought himself an opportunity to get the starting role. And uh, like I said, he shocked he shocked even the NFL world where everyone's tweeting out and just the way that he played and kept playing. And that was pretty crazy because, I mean, the Redskins weren't – if they didn't, hadn't, didn't get down, they were pretty much in the game. I agree with you. He, 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 really, yeah. shocked, he really shocked me. But I don't really think it was – it wasn't really Tom Brady that won that for him. It was the running of Leonard Fournette. He was the first running back of about 100 yards, almost 100 yards in the game. I will, I will give you. I will. I will give you quarterback credit. He did ball out. We'll give him credit for that. So, so my favorite game. I need a shout out to Mitch. Mitch made this my favorite game. This. I, I y'all can see this. What is that? Y'all can see it. You see that? Coming out. What is that? Anyway. No, not really. It's, it's kind of a it's kind of a glare, but go for it. What is that? Anyway, yo, Kier, turn off the light, baby. Come on, you can't turn the light. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Nope, nope, nope. I, I, I don't know. I, I see. But I see smiling. stomach and something else. That's a middle finger in case you didn't see. That's how it started. That's how it ended. To see misery and pain on my friend's face. Brings me a lot of joy sometimes. So, Pittsburgh and Browns was my favorite game to watch. What are you doing? I turned it off in the first quarter. Because at that moment, I realized the show was messed up. Big Ben, been, been, honestly, Big Ben has been horrible for the last two months, though. <laughs> I'm being honest. 
No, you're not wrong. I mean, honors. I mean, I mean, honors and, and Juju. But all that dancing, yeah, no. One football game. One football game. So, so going going forward with that, and now well, that we asked Steven, Steven oh, needs Steve, to tell us his. Oh, sorry, Steven, what was your favorite game this weekend? Mine, mine, honestly, was the 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 Browns and the Steelers. I I really liked watching that game. That was hilarious. That was the biggest meltdown I've ever seen in the first quarter. It was. I just I wanted uh yeah like what said, like. And, and to be honest, listen, I enjoyed that game too. But when I went to work, Angry Man Phil wasn't mad about them losing. He, he handled it really well. I, I was scared for a minute. Yeah, he probably never mind. He, he handled it really well. He handled it really well. But the, but, but the, still, but the Steelers are the Steelers, though. The Steelers need to get away from from loyalty and get a quarterback. Well, and we're going to discuss that after we get to the divisional round and have our picks going around on who we're picking because there's an interesting concept going around with a certain quarterback that you brought up a question about whether it be between Watson and uh, Josh Allen, but we'll come to that. So going forward to the, the next round, the divisional round, we'll start with uh, the Saturday games. We got the first one up is the Rams and Packers. What is your guys' picks? Packers. Who you got winning? Packers. Packers. So, sorry, do you love Packers? By default, you, listen, by, listen. By default, you got picked the Rams, but it's all good. But Packers. I, I yeah, fan, fan, fan side of me is obviously always picking the Rams, no matter who we play. Listen, my logical listen. sense is the Packers is on paper a better looking roster. No, no, you know, you know why? I pick, you know why I picked the Packers, though. I love the commercials. <laughs> well, Aaron Rodgers, I love the commercials for Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, but yeah, my heart is always with Rams. So I'm going with the Rams. I mean, it's possible Aaron Rodgers has a bad game. If Aaron, ha if Aaron Rodgers has a bad game, and they uh, they bring the blitz and they they get it in his face and they close the pocket down around him, make him hold him to the ball longer, maybe. I mean, maybe you, you have a shot there, but uh, I think that unless that happens, you're gonna, it's going to end up being a. You know, <laughs> I got the Packers. It's football. Anything can happen. It's football. I'm going with the Packers. But I got the Packers, though. I mean, this is because, this because, this because the Browns beat the Steelers, but I'm going, I'm going with the Packers. The fact I'm that they agree with this should tell you a lot. I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> Ia, what were you trying to say? I was saying, like I said earlier, I don't think it's going to come down to like Aaron Rodgers versus versus Ramsey and Donald, but I think it's going to come down to Jared Goff and that offense against whoever the Packers have on defense. It seems like it changes weekly. So, Ia, who you who, who you got in this game again? Yeah, the Rams. Oh man, uh, who got B Dubs on it? <laughs> I got what's this? I got B does money right here. Or the camera right here. I got B does money right here. So uh, who 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 who, who, who wants this bet? I got the package for some B dubs. Okay. It's quiet. Don't get I'm quiet. Ready. Don't get quiet in here. Who has I, I bet you that I bet any of you three that, that Nate does not pay up on his bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet y'all wings. He doesn't pay up on his bet. 
I'm getting up. wings regardless. I, I pay up on my bets. That's not true. So let's not put I that. My, let's, let's, not, let's not put that in the universe. I'm a generous person. And I got it, lucky. I got mine. And <laughs> stop. Stop that narrative that I'll own up to my bets. I will own up to my bets. All right. What's the other Saturday game we got coming up? All right. We got the Ravens and the Bills. Who you guys picking? I got I, I got Tokyo Tools. Jam- I, I got Twinkle Tools. <laughs> he never played the snow. Bo- the he, ne- he never played the snow before. So I got I got I got uh I got the Ravens. Even though I love Griselda, but you know I gotta go with the Ravens. <laughs> I got the. Uh, I think this is one of the tighter games for me. I I don't know. I'm pretty 50-50 on it, but for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Whoa, I'm the only one that's going on with the Ravens. I'm a little like a, uh, I'm a, like a genius next week. I'm going to let EO and Jay Short go first. Go ahead, EO. You said the Bills twice, not three oh, times. Oh, Bills. Okay, there you because go. Because nobody the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I think they have the momentum on the side this time. Jay Short? I'm, I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going. gonna have to side with Nate with uh, the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh, the only reason why I picked the Ravens is that I think that if if they somewhat find any chance of getting control of that game, their running game will eliminate everything. Exactly. Else. That's why I'm going with. Uh, that's a big. It's a, it's a big if because, like I said, I know I understand that Buffalo is a very strong offense. And their defense is very good as well. But if the ball, if Baltimore gets a lead and they control it with the running game, listen. Reason, I think it's re, re, reason why I'm picking the Ravens because this year they let Lamar Jackson play his game. They're not letting. They're not trying to change him and make him into Tom Brady. They let him do the thing. He going to run. He going to yeah, pass. He going to run. So I, 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 got, I got. I got. I got. I got the Ravens. I mean, 13 different players called touchdown pass this year. I, I got the Ravens. One of them was Josh Allen. I got the Ravens. <laughs> Listen, I don't care about Josh <laughs> Allen. I don't care. Okay, Josh Allen can throw the ball 100 yards. Ooh, Ravens. It, it's it's going to – I think it's going to be – but it's going to be one of those games I wouldn't be surprised that it's going to come down to a 50-50 of, like – I think a last possession or, or so, so 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 me so so me and Daniel got the the Ravens right. I'm mark this down. I'm write this down somewhere. So I can remember. My memory is messed up. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put it in my phone. I'm like a, I'm like, I'm more like a genius next week. I can't I can't I can't wait till next year for NFL season because what I want to do is. We do NFL pickums and have a standings to see who comes you out. You know why? You, you know why? Truthfully, you know why I'm gonna pick the uh, Ravens because it's this guy named Jess that's a Buffalo Bills fan. He's batshit crazy and he don't know what he's talking about when it comes to sports. So Ravens. All right. <sighs> All right. So moving on to Sunday. Sunday, Monday. The first game we got is at three o'clock, and it is the Browns and the Chiefs. Who are you picking and why? I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not even going to say anything. The Chiefs, because there's no way the Browns defense can stop that. <laughs> the Chiefs can spot the Browns 28 points, and they still win. And they still win. 
Who, 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 and they rate mine picked the Browns. Matt, 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 I hope, I hope they win by 50 because it's a certain Browns fan that I work with. He, he, he's a female. He's a female. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a female. And he will call off Monday if they lose because he's a female. Like, he were, he's a female. I'm just going to leave it as that. He's a female, and his team is the Browns. And when they lose, he's not coming to work Monday. So, I'll say this. That sounds like I, Josh Hayes for the Steelers. <laughs> I'll say this. I will go with – I'm going to go with the Chiefs. How Everybody's going with the Chiefs. I know, but here's the thing that we got to think. I, like I said, I know that Andy Reid – Andy Reid is great on uh, bye weeks. Uh, obviously, this team's going to be well-rested and well-prepared. The only thing that Cleveland has going into this game is the momentum of the big win beating Pittsburgh, and they're going to come out with a punch. However, the Chiefs are equipped to handle those kind of punches. So, um, uh, Plus, that's, you mean, that's, how that's... many punches do you think Andy Reid has in the playbook this past week? Wait, say that again. So how many players do you think he had last week? Oh, probably like 100. Exactly. And there are players that Kelsey and Mahomes and Tyree Kill pick. So, yeah, it's unanimous. I think this is our first unanimous choice. <laughs> Everybody is... And for the last and final game on Sunday at 640, it will be the Buccaneers and the Saints. Who are you guys picking and why? I got, I got the Saints. You know why I got the Saints? Uh, because they beat the brakes off them every time they played them. And I don't like Tom Brady. And the Saints really got a good defense. And Tom Brady's going to get mad and blame everybody else for not getting open when he's on the ground crying. I got the Buccaneers. What? Really? Wait, no, stop. Who, 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 who got the Buccaneers in this room right now? Who got the Buccaneers in this room? Me and Chris Collins. Besides him. Hey, cover her ears. Fuck Chris Collins. I don't like his name. He's on my list. <laughs> Fuck him. Disclaimer. So who has the Buccaneers besides him? I'm going to go with Justin. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. That's my boy. So with that being so with that being said, with that being said, wait, 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 wait. wait. How is that? How is how? Would that be? Wait, stop. Would that be? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 One second. Who, uh, who who got beat dubs on that game? You broke it. Who got beat dubs on that game? Can I explain? Who got beat dubs on that game? There's Can a way. There's there's no way. Tom Brady, I kissed my son in the mouth. Listen, he ain't winning that game. But go ahead and explain. Here's the reason why I say that I think Tampa Bay has a chance on winning this game. Number one. It is very difficult to beat a team three times in a row in the playoffs, number one. Number two, it's going to be kind of hard to sit here and disrespect Tom Brady and act like he doesn't have the weapons 
to contend in this year's playoffs. It's not like he's throwing to uh, to what he had in the last year of New England. He's got weapons. Listen. He's got weapons. I, listen. He has the most perfect thing. Listen, I, I agree he has weapons, right? I, I agree. Listen, I agree he has what? Listen, I have. A, I agree that he has weapons, right? But he can't cheat his way out of his butt whooping. Unless, how, and also number three, there's always something that goes wrong in New Orleans. <laughs> There's always all right, all right, all right, all right. Now that you said that, now, now that you said that, I would take my B does bet off the table. You're correct, Daniel. I would take my B does bet off. You're right. You're absolutely right. What were we saying, Neo? There was a the Saints offense struggled with the Bears defense. Hey, what, what, what? Did, didn't the Saints didn't the Saints have the blackout game when the power went out in the playoffs? He said, "I took it all." He took. You see, I, I took off the table. I had three, three solid points. Wait, no, no, no. Let's what? what listen, wait, 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 No, 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 no. Wait, was it? If he did, it was three times in a row where they won. Then we just have to say, well, the Saints just own Tampa Bay. Wait, wait, listen. But like I said, for those three factors, with those three factors, no, I, I agree. I, I agree with you. So I don't think there's big issue. I agree with you, Daniel. I agree with you. So I, I remember that one year. In the playoffs, the uh, problem went out when the Saints were playing. I mean, if somebody. something did happen, it would be the it would be the biggest scape, it would be the biggest scapegoat that everyone said that Tom Brady did it again. If they did somehow, if the refs, let's say, blew the game for him, or I agree. some cheating factor of a ball wasn't a one percent of the air. I agree. Perfect I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I rescind that B does bet against that game. I agree. Violet play. Okay, so. Uh, so we're uh, talking about uh, teams moving forward. We got the draft coming up. Uh, we still have the playoffs going on, but obviously uh, some of you guys, your teams, you can think of like a little bit of the future. So we're going to start with Steve uh, with the Eagles. Uh, so expectations and the craziest things that's happened in Philly. So uh, tell me what your expectations are and the things that you would like to see going forward with Philly. Yeah, D, let's, let's talk about that for a second. I know that I'm going to make some of the same points that, that Sheet's going to make, um, but I think that uh, the craziest thing is that Doug Peterson got fired. Like, it's crazy that he got – I mean, he got screwed. Um, and, and I think it's because uh, – I, I put the blame on, on the higher-ups uh, with the Eagle franchise. I like uh, Laurie. Um, I like uh, Howie Roseman as a person. He is a great guy. He's a loyal guy. He's loyal to the franchise. He believes in the Eagles. I get all that, but he's a terrible manager. You want to demote him to a water boy? Fine. Demote him to water boy. Keep him with, with the Eagles. Keep him on the team. Whatever you want to do because you're loyal to your people. Fine. But don't let him manage the team. He does horrible draft picks. We lost opportunity. Like DK Metcalf. We could have had DK Metcalf. And who, who we didn't pick him. So... <laughs> We, I think that's part of the problem. Another part of the problem is um, the fact that they don't let Peterson coach his team. You hire a coach to coach the team. So when you start micromanaging the coach, what do you expect is going to happen? They're going to suck because you're trying to force your way down his throat. That's not why you hired him. That's not why you hired him. So, of course, so... Um, I will say, though, I, I'm not in favor of them firing Peterson this season. I'm not saying it, it's not unfounded because there are some crazy things that he called this season. But it was a bad season for the Eagles in general. That's not just his fault. 
I would have liked to have seen him given another season. The one thing I will say that I, I do like is I'm glad that we're get that Jim Schwartz stepped away. I'm not a fan of him. Um, I think that uh, he he tried his best. I'll give him that. But I just I don't think I, we need a new a new uh, breath of fresh air for the defense. Fletcher Cox is the only man that I see. Uh, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, the two of them together, are the ones that are holding that defense together, and th- that's it. I mean, um, I really think that. Uh, with Schwartz stepping away, we'll start to get into our blitzing game again, which we desperately need. We need to close pockets on quarterbacks because we're giving them way too long to throw the ball. Uh, I think that our corners, we have to train our corners better. Our corners, they might be some of the fat. Like, we traded away Darby to the to the uh, Washington Redskins. That dude, he's got so much speed. But why couldn't we coach him to actually intercept balls? Why couldn't we coach him to actually put his hands up and get in, in, in receivers' faces? He was there with them. He's incredibly fast. But he, he didn't have hands. And Coach Schwartz promised us a dude with hands. Like, no wonder we traded him away. But, <laughs> I he was a free agent. but that wasn't the problem. The, I think the coaching staff there with defense is the problem. Did he do a good job? I think he tried. But I think it's time. I think it's time. If we're going to do a rebuild, then we need to do a rebuild. The last thing I will say on this, the last thing I will say on this, if you're firing <laughs> Doug Peterson, you're getting rid of Schwartz, and you're getting rid of some of these these other players that we, we've heard rumors about, the one man I want to keep is Zach Ertz. You better pay that man because he puts his heart into every game. You know, Justin, you can shake your head all you want. But he, <laughs> he, needs, to be paid. he needs to be paid. He's a prolific uh, tight end for us. Uh, he made incre- and if you're going to keep Wentz, if you're going to keep Wentz, there's a dynamic there that you should not be breaking up. If you get rid of Wentz, then I see maybe an argument for getting rid of Zach Ertz. But so, so with that being said, and real quick before I move on to EOs for the Washington football team, I would say this: you guys are the sixth pick in the draft. I would like to know if if you could have any player that you would think would help your team. I'll answer right? this. I'll answer this. I know who we. I know who we gonna pick. I know who we what gonna pick. We're going. We're going to take that. We're going to take. Listen, we, if I was an Eagles fan, we're going to take. <laughs> we're going to take the Heisman winner wide receiver from Alabama. If we were smart, if we were smart, if Howie Roseman isn't picking, that's who we'll take. If. We don't. I'm definitely not an Eagles fan anymore. I'm going to the Cowboys. I'm going anywhere. I'm going anywhere. I'm going anywhere. Matter of fact, if Eagles don't pick him, I'll be a Raiders fan. <laughs> this is this is documented right now. I promise you. You say he's going to Raiders. Raiders. If we don't pick him, if we do not pick him, because we he's gonna be there. He's gonna be there. If we don't pick him, I'm done with the Eagles. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God, swear to God on everything I love. If we don't pick him, because he's gonna be there when we pick. If we don't pick him, I'm done. I am super if, done. If you don't pick him and you become a Raiders fan, can we play this clip before every episode? Yes. I swear to God, every eagle. Listen, every Eagles thing I have in this house. I swear to God, I will put a bonfire in the backyard and burn that shit. I swear to God. If we, what today's date? Today. What's today's date? Today's the fourteenth. Today's the fourteenth. January fourteenth, two thousand and one. If we don't pick him, 
I will burn every freaking thing of Eagles I have and disband them. Hey, what, what size jersey do you wear? I got well, I'm fat. Two or three well, I'm fat. I need like a I, well because I'm wearing a throwback jersey right now. I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> I'm wearing hold on, hold on. I'm wearing a throwback I got jersey. A 3X. Jersey. I'm fat. I ain't gonna fit that. I need like a five in the throwbacks. Mitchell and Ness. I swear to God, I, 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 I look I'm, good. Listen, I look good in black. I, listen, black made me look slim, so I'll be a Raiders fan. <laughs> I'll be a Raiders fan. Black made me look slim, so I hey. swear to God, if we don't pick him, oh my God, if we don't pick him, I guarantee we pick like a kicker or some dumb shit, and I'm gonna get mad and have a stroke. I'll be a Ra- listen. I will be a Raiders fan. I swear to God, he's gonna be available. If we don't pick him. I'm done with the Eagles. I'm done. I'm Bro, done. Does everybody want to pitch in and buy half the visor so we can match John Gruden on Sundays? Listen, John Gruden will be a saint if the Eagles don't pick him. If anybody talk bad about John Gruden, I will punch him in the face. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee I'll be a Raiders fan if we don't pick him. He's going to be available. Dude, if we don't pick him. Knock the visor. I'm I'm stop talking. Uh, I'm stop talking. Right, so, My blood pressure is um, going so, up right now. So so here we go, EO. Uh the same thing I'm gonna do and I will I will announce the, the Washington football team's draft pick number, but I would like to I'll I will ask if you could grab a player in the draft or get there, but what is your expectations and the things that you would like to see going forward with the Washington football team? Before you answer that, get a real name. What is the football team? <laughs> what is the football team? Get a name. Get it. Go ahead, EO. It's your team. Go ahead. I mean, apparently the Redskins is racist to everybody but the Native Americans, so we had to go with a neutral, friendly name of the football team because apparently we didn't have time to trademark anything or make merchandise. I got a whatever. name. I got I, I got a name. The, the Trumpers. Actually, if you look it up on eBay, they do have bumper stickers and stuff that says the orange skins on them, and they have Donald Trump's face. I'm edit. Oh, I'm gonna so edit that, but go ahead. You have lost control of this podcast. But with uh, Washington this year, I would say that they did really good strides. I mean, they have a coach and a defensive coordinator that actually believes in rotating the players on defense because the last defensive coordinators we had, they just played the whole game until they got hurt or injured. We're talking about a and then, listen, we're talking about a football team that really exists. Nobody's looking at the schedule and worrying about the the football team. But going forward the question is is Alex Smith gonna come back or not? He only got one way. He also he got one leg. Is he coming back? But if he doesn't come back, then I think we need to get we need to get Mac Mac Jones. I'm alright with that because did he say Mike? Did he say Mike Jones? Mac no. Jones. Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Who's that? Quarterback, Mike Jones. Uh, Jones. But I mean, I think Heineke deserves a look at becoming the starting quarterback. But I mean, a lot of the Washington fans thing because I mean, he's a dog, man. He even got injured, came back out and threw another touchdown pass. And I mean, 
the biggest concern with him is everybody says out of the three games he started, all three games he's gotten injured at some point. Plus he's 27. And he's floated around, but I mean, he did spend four seasons with Tom Brady. Okay. So that is that... So is that the draft pick that you would like to see as Mac Jones, or is that just like a strategic point that you would like to see, or like, or or is I mean, there someone that like you would really like? Jones, I'd like to see Mac Jones or uh, safety from LSU. I'm with it. I respect it. Because I mean, I think Landon Collins is done. He tore his ACL this year, or his Achilles, and his ACL. So they're trying to trade him away, and so we're going to need, you know, a strong safety because Cam Curley moved him from free safety down to strong. So we need need to get a free safety that can actually walk. Because, I mean, Troy Apke from Penn State, who I love, he's just – not the ball hawk safety, but he's he's a sure tackler. He can tackle him, just not the ball hawk safety like he was at Penn State. But, yeah, I mean, this year, you know, when they got a defensive coordinator and Jack Del Rio, I mean, they went back to the 4-3. The guy after they hit the 3-4. I'd rather run a 3-3-5 than a 3-4. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we ended up getting Ronald Darby, Kendall Fuller back, you know, playing corner. So, I mean, this is the first year in a long time that we've actually had a top five pass defense. But they need to sign Sheriff to a long-term deal, and they need to sign Kerrigan to a two-year deal so that way he can retire as a Redskin. Because Kerrigan said playing two more years, so I think Washington, out of respect for him, just needs to sign him to a two-year deal. Because he said he'll stay in D.C. for basically nothing. Because he's going to retire as Redskins. That's where he began when he started. And plus, he's the franchise all-time sack leader with 92. Either way, I think you can keep him on for two more years to get that. He'd be the first Redskin to reach 100 sacks. Mm. But that front line that they have now is just dominant. They're going to be around for a while because they're still all on rookie deals. There you go. All righty. So, um, and real quick, here we go. Jay Short, same question to you, expectations, and then if there's someone in the draft that you could take, what would it? who would it be? So, on behalf of Nate and myself, I would be the one to about our team. Um, I know John Gruden is going to come up. I know that's the main thing. $100 million, I can care less. It doesn't affect our team. But I am not pleased with some of the moves John Gruden has made. The biggest move that I'm not pleased with is the fire of Brinston Buckner, who was our defensive line coach last year. Before Brinston Buckner, we had 13 sacks the whole entire year was unheard of. When Brinston Buckner was hired, we went from 13 to 32. We fire Buckner 
because we want to go with loyalty and friendship. And now we got 21 sacks this year. But we kept Paul Gunther for four years. And we've been in the bottom of defense for four years straight. We are last in 20 yards plus given. We are 31st in points allowed. So that's a big issue. Another other big issue I have is our draft picks. I don't hate our draft picks, but I'm not a huge fan of where we take the guys we take. And what I would actually like to see us do is trade our first-round pick for a proven defensive lineman. We have a lot of young talent, and our offense is 30 points per game this year. We need that stud on the other side. I don't want to draft a player and hurt somebody. Just give me a sure thing. All right, so that's there you go. So you'd want to trade the trade the pick. I got you. So yes, and if we don't trade, we need to go defense, 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 defense. We got to get rid of. My opinion, we got to get rid of Williams. We got to get rid of Joiner. Um, our big salary caps. We actually have a lot of calorie salary cap space if we get rid of people. And Trent Brown has got to go. Like he, he to, to me, he's like Albert Hainsworth when it comes to not wanting to play and just collect money. He's got to go. So, Nate, you have anything you want to say on our team? <laughs> go Raiders. Go Raiders. Raiders is the best team ever. Here's that, uh, here's that young Again, corner I look that good Raiders got a couple years Makes ago. Look slim. And whatever he said, ditto. I mean, run, run, run that by me again. The Raiders is the greatest team know, ever, yeah. and whatever he that, said, did that they have that they got like two years ago in the draft. The corner, yeah, I can't remember his name. We stop. Mullen? The Raiders uh, is the best team the ever. From the A, I think, because I remember that watching was- him on Knox, and he was he was like a vocal leader as a rookie, and I mean, he impressed me. He's saying quarterback. Yeah, corner. My corner that started the A was actually this year. Here, it was R not. We got him. That's <laughs> <laughs> Marshall Brown. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know if our corners and safeties are good. I don't know if any of our players are good. Or has Paul Gunther been that bad for four years? Paul Gunther was terrible. Or stick with the guys we got. I, I think you need to get rid of Paul Gunther first off because, I mean, we even did get rid of Paul Gunther and we actually hired Gus, who was the coordinator for the Legion of Boom. But I'm not going to say, oh, my Gus, here we go, yada, 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 until I see it. And yeah. I will, Brinson Buckner, this is what I liked about Brinson Buckner, and, I, I'm, and this may surprise you guys, but watching Brinson Buckner – with the four starting defensive linemen, there was passion. All right. Brinston Buckner was a, a young black man who, like Mike Tomlin, communicated a, and they just drew to him as a person. And now right. you bring Ron, who I got respect for Ron. But Ron's like this 80 year old man. Like, I'm so tired. Of- 
What do you want? I'll answer that question. Anyway, I'm so tired of the loyalty. Let's go back 20 years and see what this person has done. Like, I'm ready for something new and refreshing and some new energy into the Oakland Raiders. Like, I'm, I miss the old defense where we – I'm done. <laughs> okay, but um, I will say one thing. I have nothing but respect for Derek Carr and what he has done with that team. Yeah. I think that he is probably the most underrated quarterback out of the entire NFL. Derek Carr is not the issue. But... No, he's not. They just they don't give him time. When, when he hurt his groin – and Mariota came in, I would have liked to see Mariota finish a season so I could see, because like, he's the high, one of the highest paid backups. I wanted to see if he was worth that $8 million that we're paying him. Not to see if he's going to start, to see. <laughs> but I have nothing but respect for Derek Carr. I think you guys just need to get a couple more offensive linemen to give him more time. Well, we have the heaviest offensive lineman in all football. But we have our COVID issues, and Incognito was out for right. a year, and tripped around the side, he didn't want to play. But the, my favorite thing about Carr is he won me some B-dubs from my fellow Raider. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Carr. Yeah. Hey yo, D Love, you were D Love. D Love, D D D Love, D Love. Wait, stop, 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 stop. D Love. Wait, 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 wait. D Love, you work tomorrow? I do. Okay. How about this? When we done, let's wait. I don't know where I have to deal with it, but when we done recording, wait, 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 wait. I don't know what I did with it. I got robbed by the sky. <laughs> when we done recording, please come to my house so you can get this fifteen dollars so I can stop hearing about B dubs. You hear me saying it right now, I have no re- recollection on B dubs, but I will give Daniel fifteen oh here we go right here. Fifteen dollars boom. Fifteen dollars right now for some B dubs. D love when we done recording, come to my house. Fifteen dollars right there for some B dubs. I don't even recall losing the bet, but I'ma pay it. Fifteen dollars right now. Come, 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 come get the shot money. Come get the shot money. But go ahead. Uh, I don't have much to say about the Rams right now. I'm gonna wait and see how things go because it's, there's a lot of stuff that's uh, that I could pick, nitpick on. Um, but for me, really quickly, briefly, is uh, just kind of like if anything to just strengthen up is just maybe the linebacker core. That's the weakest part of our defense. If we could fix that a little bit, I would be all right. Um, offensively, the offensive line is coming together. They're, it's going to take some time. They're, they're still like two- or three-year players. And the hardest part will obviously be replacing Whitworth when he calls it says and done on the left tackle. Um, and then um, I'm definitely having my doubts uh, with golf, but I'm trying not to play too much into the – the injury that he has. And if I could say, depending on what spot we end, depending on playoffs, it'd be nice to maybe add another, maybe add another, uh, uh, maybe add another wide, uh, another wide receiver, or maybe go and find a linebacker if we can to, you know, help out in our linebacker core. But other than that, not too much. So we'll, we'll see when that time comes. 
But we're going to move on and we're going to get well, to the topics. For you, What's that? How do you feel about Cooper Cup? Because, I mean, like half the year he's healthy and half the year he's injured, and it's been that way since his rookie season. Um, it's It's been a struggle, and then with this year, it's been uh, – it doesn't help with COVID because, you know, he was on the COVID list, and that also yeah. took him away a couple times. So it's – I'm still willing to ride with Cooper Cup because I, I, I got to take everything into account with this season, you know, with when it comes to injuries and stuff like that. We never really got the opportunity to have everyone properly train, everyone to properly have their preseason. But it didn't really matter because we don't play okay. our starters in preseason. Real quick, anyways. who would you pick? Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? I'd probably go with Robert Woods. <clears throat> because, Robert I mean, Woods. He, he gets the ball 90% of the time, it seems like. Because they'll, it, run, they'll run with him, they'll give him swing passes, and they'll even let him throw the ball. It hasn't, but I think that just also commands the respect that Cooper Cup has also demanded respect. Because if you look at that run where we made it to the Super Bowl with Todd Gurley, you know, Robert Woods, and Cup, Cooper Cup was that security blanket for uh, Jared Goff, and then everyone just started keying in on Cup, and then that opens up the opportunity for Robert Woods. And, and obviously, you know, and, and then now we're looking at a new running game where, you know, we got Henderson and Brown and, and Cam Akers coming at you. And Cam Akers is really stepping up and showing that he could be that potential bell cow for us. So, well, he showed up in Seattle last week. So, speaking of that, wasn't it Cam Akers that had 100 plus rushing yards last week? Uh, I think so. He's close to it. <clears throat> All right. Oh, speaking, of, speaking of that, speaking of, of, of Akers, uh, last year we had the debate about Gurley. <laughs> about Gurley, and I said Gurley was overrated, and you, we argued about it. I'm so hungry. And now I'm, I get you're hungry. I'm trying to make a point right now. <laughs> <laughs> we argued about it. All right, this is why I said the same thing about Zach Ertz. I think Gurley is replaceable, and I think Philadelphia has – a great backup tight end that could be a number one tight end for almost every team but maybe six. Now, Fletcher Cox, in my opinion, is one of those players you can't replace. So that's why I'm saying, hey, I get the Earth thing. Dun, 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 I get the Earth thing. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying because Goddard is a tight end. Goddard's huge. And the biggest thing I love about Goddard was, uh, like, he was named Dallas after the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles traded up before Dallas to draft him. <clears throat> but, uh, I, I bet that's touchy for Philly fan on whether you keep Ertz or not. <laughs> if, well, I mean, if, like, if, if so I was an Eagles fan, we keep Ertz. Deal side. All right, so listen. <laughs> so here we're gonna do. Uh, we're just gonna jump into the NBA. There's three other topics that I did want us to get to, but we're gonna bring that back into the next episode. So I'm gonna go to the NBA blockbuster trade that happened yesterday with James Harden going to the Nets. What does that? If, if for some of you that's kind of been paying ta- paying attention to basketball, what do you think that means going forward? Are the Nets now contenders? Or is is Kyrie even coming back? What does this mean? 
uh, going forward for the Brooklyn Nets and the rest of the NBA uh, on the Eastern uh, Conference, I suppose. Irving needs to retire first. And the Nets need to add extra padding under the floor because they got a triple X James Harden playing on <laughs> I and, think. And I would say, I, I mean, I love James Harden. I've been a James Harden fan forever. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like LeBron. My dad was a huge Cavs fan for LeBron. So I support LeBron because my dad does. And it's hard not to support LeBron, you know. Doing what he's done throughout his career. I mean, he won, he won their championship. I mean, he won championships in Miami. He's now won one in L.A. He'll probably win another one this year in L.A. Cause it's just hard to beat that team because, I mean, they're so well-rounded. And they're just – they just look the best on the court. Like, everybody looks healthy. Everybody's making the shots they need to. They're not turning them off. Excessively, and uh, I mean, for the Nets, adding James Harden is huge, but I just don't think he's the James Harden that he was two years ago. What? <laughs> he's still the same James Harden. Listen, he's the same. He's still the same James Harden, even though he looked like he worked in somebody's garage. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. He's still the same James Harden. I'm, I'm just, talking. About, I don't even realize I have my mic muted, but now you can hear me. But out of the four teams, the Nets got the worst deal. Yo, they, I wish Urban this- might not play. I, w- I don't care if James Harden in shape, six pack, one pack, beer pack. I don't really care. DeAndre Jordan is now your starting center. He was way past his prime. Levert, who was a spark off the bench and actually starting and play out now, of his mind. I think I, 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 I think I seen the lineup where they had Jeff Green as they center. <laughs> I swear to God, I seen that online. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna work out. Like, well, Kyrie Kyle- get better. Kyrie ain't gonna be there. He having some little nervous breakdown somewhere. I want to see Kyrie retire <laughs> again. Really, to be honest, I'm, I'm over. Yeah. I agree. I once he left that was it. I'm just mad that the Sixers wouldn't trade Ben Simmons away for James Harden. I'm a little disappointed in that. That that really crushed my soul. Because Joel, uh, Joel, Joel, and B. Will be a Miami Heat player when his contract is up. I promise well, you. I mean, <laughs> He's leaving. If, if they would have gotten Harden in Philly, you could have actually probably his game jersey would have been too big for you. <laughs> Say what? I said James Harden's game jersey. If he would have went to Philly, would have been too big for you to wear. Hey, stop fat shaming my fellow Raider. Oh, listen. I think the Nets had. I don't. So this probably is one of the worst moves for the Nets because of the bench that they've lost. But also they had to do it because I fear that Kyrie is probably. They they say he's supposed to return next week, but I don't see him returning. And you have to go and replace him with the same guy because imagine if all three of them were on the floor at the same time. Out of all the three, Durant does not have to have the ball. 
But James Harden and Kyrie are the same players as far as usage rate on who needs the ball. Thank you. They both cha-cha slide in the whole game. KD ain't gonna never KD ain't gonna never touch that ball. I promise you ain't gonna never touch that ball with that team. <laughs> KD ain't gonna never touch that ball. What? I don't I don't regardless of I don't understand why you make that move regardless of if Kyrie Irving comes back or not. The move does not make sense. Now, if Philadelphia traded Ben Simmons for James Harden, Philadelphia wins that trade because it spreads out the court. Right. And he's got more space to work with. But yeah, right. the net did not make any sense at all, especially that you got rid of Levert. Dude, then uh, Riddle, he's out. Riddle was that? That's his name. How you, how you pronounce it? He's out with an injury the whole entire year. Yeah. And Josh Allen was was out playing DeAndre Jordan. It wasn't even close. So I don't know the life of me. And the whole point of trading and doing anything is to win a championship. And I know that the odds went up, but I see them taking a step back. If you don't think you're going to win, why do you make that move? There's no. But way they think. But they. But they think they're going to win because, and with, I'm. This is the thing with Durant. I will never put him in the conversation that he is a LeBron type factor because he's not. He's not the guy that's going to carry your team to a championship. With the thought, though, however, I will say this: with him combining with James Harden, and the floor still will be spaced. Um, it, it will still be fl- spaced in Brooklyn. But like I said, they didn't get better because they've lost that bench. However. You're looking at Durant, and, and also Durant and them are going to try to prove a point to get in there. Now, outside of possibly being Milwaukee, and I don't, I'm not really sure about Miami, and if you look at it, maybe Boston, which I'm not 100% sure, and maybe uh, maybe Philadelphia. Philadelphia is like a 50-50 squad to me, in my opinion. We'll see how it goes down the road. They're looking good right now, but we'll see. My they won tonight, is, though, just saying. Okay, like I said, look, I think they're looking good right now, but I'm just saying looking forward in the playoff-wise, here's the thing. Durant in the playoffs, he's had his moments where he hasn't shown up, but if I'm looking at who's shown up more times in the playoffs and those got a matchup, I'm kind of leaning towards more Durant than I am looking at Philly because Simmons and Embiid have had moments where they faltered. That's just yeah. that's just me. I got several. I got I, 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 I got several. I got several points. Let's not mention the Bucks because Giannis and I play basketball. So let's not even mention. <laughs> let's not mention the Bucks. And uh, that Twisted T got me messed up, and I forgot my second point. Oh, how is the how is the the Nets going to win when they don't have a coach? So are we saying Steve Nash is not credible enough? No, 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 no. Kyrie Irving and KD said they don't need a coach. <laughs> so who's coaching that team? Because in the playoffs, uh, in the playoffs, it come down to X's and O's. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, because the last, because last couple games they played, remember Kyrie said, "When I look down that bench, I know that mother effer can hit that shot." In the last game they played, he ain't hit that shot. So who's going to coach the game? That's more so. I think more so on Kyrie saying that than more than Durant. Because uh, I don't think Durant has lost his marbles as much as Durant as as, as Kyrie. He hasn't, but James, you put James Harden on that team. Him and him and Kyrie gonna have the ball for twenty three seconds. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that. Like I said, that's shot the shot that's clock only twenty four. Shot clock only twenty four seconds. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see it working. But hey, it's gonna whatever. Be I, it's gonna be interesting. That's a fact. That that's just 
One thing I will say though, like the Eastern Conference of basketball, is like there's really only one dominant team in the Eastern Conference, and then all the other teams just kind of muddle up right in the middle. Because I mean, you look at the West. The West, there's there's a big gap between first, second, third, and fourth. In the East, it's like you got first, and then you got second through eight, all right there together within half a game of each other. I mean, I know the Nets lost that trade, but I think with James Harden, now they kind of have a chance of right now getting in the middle of the pack. But going forward, they lose all that, you know, all their future team from that bench squad that Houston just got, which I think will make Houston relevant again not this year, maybe not next year, but in three years, Houston can become, you know, a powerhouse again like they did five years ago. Stop. The Houston what? The Houston Rockets. With who? Oh, Depot and James. Ola Depot and John Wall? Talking about they they can develop. The Rockets? This is my with, with We're not going to beat the Lakers because the Lakers are the Lakers. <laughs> yes, like Alabama. All I got to say is, all, all I got to say, listen, all I got to say is the Lakers, the, 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 the Lakers in six. All I got to say, the Lakers in six against anybody. But my, my worry about that is not only five. I think they got worse. But you got Kyrie Irving who doesn't want to play basketball. James Harden looks like he doesn't want to play basketball. Right. How do you let yourself – I mean, the weight thing, whatever, but how do you let yourself go that bad when it's your profession? So you got two guys, not their hearts aren't into it. Right, like James Harden, he's compared to Eddie Lacy. He went to Cheeseburger. (laughs) I mean, he went from, you know, 210 pounds to 285 pounds in one offseason. That's that's facts. <laughs> but I think, honestly, the next season lives and dies in Katie's hands. We'll see. They paid we'll him see. all that money to set out last year to get healthy to come play. We will see. Uh, but I, I agree with that. Won tonight in hockey. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they were up 3-1 in the second period, and my phone died. So, I just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they still won because TJ Yoshi's the man. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, we're going to close it out here going to the final shot. No, no foul. Oh uh, well, we'll we'll get a technical foul. We'll we'll have to come back to the technical foul. We've run a lot of time on this, so we will definitely bring back technical time, technical foul, and we'll have we'll definitely be able to cover NFL a lot better next week and a lot more stuff going. This was a good one. Um, we're gonna go into this final shot, uh, the last shot, and the this is the point that I wanted to take out uh, to take, and um, I'll try to be uh, not too long with it. Uh, like I said because I thank you all you guys for your time as it is right now. Uh, but uh, the thing that I wanted to say 
um, for this final shot um, with everything that's been going on. Uh, the beautiful thing that I've enjoyed about the podcast and, and, and sports in general is that when we get on here and when we discuss the, the numbers and the facts and the points that we want to argue about players, about who is the greatest of all time or who was better in this, the fact that is the beautiful thing that brings us together is, and the one time that you really don't have to discuss it, is what race was that player? We never have to bring up on who's the best. We can normally just say who's the best player because we've watched that person be the best. And the thing that I challenge the people out there and the challenge that I'm putting towards human beings is why can't we do that as a, ra- a human race and challenging people into being better because you're simply better because you can do the job or you're able to do the job and not including race. When we go and compare quarterbacks and we compare receivers, we pair NBA players in any sport, unless you want to say hockey, which that's just kind of the default, <laughs> you, you, you compare players based on their numbers, not on their feet, physical features of characteristics, because how could you judge to say who's the best player based on a skin color? Right. We always go into basing players based on who showed up that day on the field, who showed up on the court, and who was the best player, period. It didn't matter what skin color or doesn't matter what race that is. And I challenge people to that. You can look at that in, in life. It's a hard challenge that it shouldn't be hard, but I, I, I issue that challenge that you should be able to judge the merits on can you do the job and can you back it up on why they can or cannot do the job. Because when we, in the end of the day, when you look at a football team and we look at quarterbacks, is can or can you not do the job based on stats based on why you're drafted or based on whatever reason that you've been paid, not paid or recruited to come on that team. It's can you ball or can you play? Race doesn't come into it. Can you put up or shut up and play your game? And that is the thing, the beautiful thing I love about sports is because the thing that brings us together is you look in this chat room, you look at it. I don't see, uh, like you see that, yes, we have African-Americans in here. And you see that we have white people in here. And the fact is that we've come together and we can talk about sports and we argue the simple facts of can you play, can you put up the numbers, and that's the beauty of sports because it brings up people together. You go to football games, you go to basketball games, you go to baseball games, and you sit next to random people unless you, you know bring your whole family and you go to games, but you end up having conversations sometimes or you end up getting on a random kiss cam next to somebody else that you never met before and you have conversations about the team because when you put on that uniform, you put on that same jersey, nothing else matters. And I wish that we could take that with being human beings going through life, taking it how it is, getting along. Because at the end of the day, when we cut each other, we bleed the same blood. We're the same thing. So that's my final shot on And what I'm challenging is people, can we be better? Not as can we be better as this race. Or can we be better overall? together and that's my final shot uh, love one thing I want to say is that was a beautiful speech and it needed to be said because I mean going religious here the Bible says all men are created equal doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter where you were born what race nationality whatever you're Everybody is equal and all lives matter. But 
I, I, not trying to sound pessimistic. I just don't think that racism will ever fully disappear. Because there are some people that think, oh, well, I'm this color, so I'm definitely better than them, or I'm this color and I'm better than them. I just, I wish it would end. You know, I wish that the race thing wasn't an issue like it is now. Because, shoot, you, she, and some of my other black friends, you guys are some of the best friends I got. I don't see you guys as black. I just see you guys as bros. You know, same way that I see you know Shorty to Pizza. You guys are all bros, <coughs> and that's why I love this podcast. You know, we get to talk about sports, which is something we're all passionate about. You know, I mean, you never. Like you said, we never talk about race when it comes to a quarterback, you know? I mean, it doesn't matter whether you ball or whether you know. And, I mean, it just – I think too many people are trying to take this just a little too far on both sides of the spectrum, but I think that we all just need to find that happy medium right in the middle and I think if we can find that happy medium, this world will be a better place, you know? I mean, of course, not everybody's going to get along. Some people are going to not like something. But, I mean, it's all about trying to get there. I mean, because I know we all see in the football games, they have the end racism and it takes all of us and stuff. But, yeah, it does take all of us. But I don't think everybody's wanting to go there. <clears throat> we'll see. That's my challenge that I issue out. So, you know, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, that. you know, it seems like just a lot of people are like, some people are actually brought up to hate other colors. I, for one, when I make friends, I don't see colors. I see whether I like you or not. Indeed. Well, uh, guys, I want to thank you again for joining our uh, sports podcast on the clock. You guys brought some amazing points. I can't wait to get into it again next week, uh, diving into more NFL and talking uh, about more issues that is going on. So There's that we can address it. Oh, yeah, I will get the, I, I don't know if I'll drive tonight and get those 15, but I will get the $15 at some point and give it to Shorty by nature to make sure he gets his B-dubs. <laughs> COVID B-dubs. If he converts over to Raiders, I'm going to give that 15 bucks and plus some. <laughs> so, um, that, uh, before I close this out, you know, with our signature uh, podcast uh, editing out, anything else want to add? Anything small real quick? Make sure I'm not missing anything. Well, I want to give a special uh, shout-out to your bro. For after three long, three long years of uh, podcast theme song, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're 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 uh, Gladys Knight, and, and we the Pips. But I appreciate it though. I really do appreciate it. 
What's wrong with being the pimp? Yeah, me? Pips? Pips, not pimps. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. It sounds like you said pimps, but, you know. Shout, shout your bro out, D-Love. According to Steven, I sound like a dry-eyes guy. I've reached out to my man, Lundo Richie, which uh, you guys will hear the theme, and it will it will make an adjustment to it. But a shout-out to Lundo Richie. Young and up-and-coming artist, bro. Give that, like, y'all just need to go on his Facebook, go on YouTube, and check him out. I, I've known him since college. His bars are fire. So, like, I, like for him to come up with like that the theme. Jackson, remember the Jackson 5. <laughs> I, it ain't even like that. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're Tito and Jermaine, and he's Michael. <laughs> it, it's going to be a fix, and it'll still be fire regardless. It's not what we're going for. It's just however we did finally get a theme that we could call our own, though. So Me, personally, um, I'd rather be Joe Jackson, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that will be fixed. Uh, but like, uh, but other than that, it'll be fixed. But, yeah, you got to check out my man, Lundo Richie. Bars are fire. Uh, again, thank you for everyone that listens to us night in and night out. You can check us out on Spotify, YouTube. Um, we're always on there. We thank you for everyone that listens and chimes in and uh, makes comments. We want to see more comments of people on how you feel about you our podcast. Keep rocking that mustache. <laughs> You're the only person I know that can rock a mustache like that. <laughs> um, but with that being said, though, thank you, EO, Shorty by Nature, she 215 the producer and everything you did, Mr. T. Thank you, all you guys. This is On the Clock Podcast. We out. Canada.